before, so sorry if this is a repetitive question, but what made you guys want to start to do this? We have been asked this question. Have you? Okay, don't an- you don't have you to don't answer want- it then. No, okay. no, no. Well, I'll, we'll make it brief unless you want, and we'll let you think of another one while we're describing okay. it. Okay. Um, we started it because we wanted to have conversations with our friends, and we thought we could entertain people. Mm-hmm. Um, because we listened to part of my take, and would they entertain it through sports? We're like, all right, we can entertain people through conversation, and we just want to talk to our friends. Mm-hmm. And then it gravitated... And then we started interviewing professors and then we reached out to people on Instagram and had people over uh, FaceTime um, throughout all over the, the country and all over the world. We had two people in Australia, someone in Texas, someone in North Carolina, um, L.A., just all over the place. And we're like, this is pretty rewarding, but we can't really meet these people. And there's not really a, a strong tie at the end mm-hmm. of the conversation. And it's just flown in or it's flowed to dominating the sandbox of the Twin Cities. <laughs> And continuing to have these awesome conversations with people such as yourself, because everyone has these really cool conversations Mm -hmm. and they fire us up and we know there are people that are going to take away something from these conversations. And we have the ability to um, create a platform for a community to be inspired. And that's why we continue to do it. As as I listen, as I listen to you talk, what, what you've probably been asked this question or you at least have talked about this, but what was the original inspiration for the two of you, A, to do a podcast, but B, to do it together. What what, mm. what was that inspiration? And it doesn't have to be anything magical if you can just remember back to that. Yeah. But what was that original inspiration as juniors in college to not only do the podcast, which obviously I think I think Barstool might have been one of those influences on yeah. you guys. It was podcasts. Um, so he was in Denver going into uh, junior year. I was in Chicago. We were sitting in our cubicles and just like laughing our asses off listening to barstool okay and we would just like text each other during the day like hey did you hear what they said on this segment did you listen to this one and we were just like communicate back and forth and just laughing so so hard over these guys pardon my take pardon my take and then we would get to we got to junior year and again declan and i on the scout team and um running on and off the field still talking about barstool and laughing our asses off and we're like we can do this um and you were for sure the like the momentum of like figuring out what we need to do to do it but yeah but why'd why'd you pick each other because you had this interaction with barstool and you were i I think that was yeah i think that was like one of the main reasons but then when i when i when we really start thinking about it i was like who would be a because what you what happens is you start something and then it'll fizzle out because it, you some like you just don't. Work all well the things together. get in the way, or yeah, right. Yeah. So can't looking get, at can't, can't overcome the obstacles exactly. And so when I was looking into actually wanting to do a podcast, and Andrew was the perfect guy because of our original connection with wanting to do a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but then even a step further, looking more back on our relationship, was we would show up and be there for the team and then for each other in not very easy situations. And we did it consistently already for two years. Yeah. Your journey was very similar. We were very similar. We found each other because we were working out and taking all the stuff that was thrown at us fairly seriously. So we wanted to like, like we were both on the scout team grinding, trying to get to third string and or second string and right that we were just grinding in the hustle together. Right. Both had the same mindset. So I think that's when I like, Looking more back on it, it was more. I was more confident choosing Andrew as a co-host mm-hmm. because of what we've already done together. Mm-hmm. It made more sense that way, I guess, right? Yes, that's fair. Okay, yeah. What you just said, the one person, like that's 
that's what people need to take from this. I don't care. Everybody's like trying to reach the masses, masses, masses. That one person you affect, dude, like that's all that matters. Like what you guys put out, if you, if hundred people listen to it and only one single person gets something out of that, that one person got something out of it. That's what you guys have to focus on. Like, mm-hmm. that's why I like post content, content, content every day. And like somebody, and there's 15 people or like 50 people out there that are annoyed. Like, Oh my God, like this dude's posting a shirtless pic, like whatever, dude, like get off Instagram. There's one person that messaged me like, dude, that quote, like that resonated with me. That yes. dude, that like workout that resonated with me, like something like you have no idea what people are going through every single day. Mm-hmm. That one thing you guys can say can change their entire life, can change your day, like can change the whole momentum of what they're going through. And it's just focus on that one person. Like nobody cares about the hundred people. It's that one person that cares about what you care about. Scientifically, intrinsic motivation is the desire to take part in an activity for its own sake. So if you just strip it down, the way I'll, I'll explain it to students is it's a Saturday afternoon. You can do whatever you want in life. And it's, you're not going to take a nap. You're not going to go play video games. You're going to do something that's somewhat active. And you, So it could be riding a bike. It could be reading a book. It could be playing the guitar, whatever it is. But it's something you want to do purely for that activity. There's no long-term payoff. There's no attention in the moment. It's just how you're feeling when you're doing it. And, and certainly life, if all you do are selfish, intrinsic motiva- intrinsically motivated activities, that can be dangerous as well, right? And so... Um, great mentor of mine, Mark Deanhart at, at St. Thomas for many years. He talked a lot that if you can find something that you love, that you're good at, you can help people. Those three things, if those intersect, you probably found something for yourself in life. And that's where I feel fortunate at St. Thomas that, you know, I love teaching, coaching, working with students there. Um, I, I hope I'm helping them. I think I'm decent at what I do. And so those three things, it's just to me, having those reminders and sort of foundational concepts in your mind about how do I want to live my life. And so what you guys are doing here, I think everybody needs things like that in life. We all have to put a roof over our head, pay the bills. You have to, you have to make some money, but the research on happiness is really clear that if you look at the correlation between happiness and income and wealth, that there's a correlation to a pretty moderate point. And once you get to your basic necessities met, it's pretty flat line that more money, if you make a hundred thousand dollars a year and then suddenly you're making a million dollars a year where everybody thinks all oh, my problems go away well no all your problems don't go away at least i don't think they do i'll, I'll never make a million a year but you you look at happiness and it really is far more about who you spend your time with what you do uh one of my favorite books dan gilbert of harvard stumbling on happiness and it's all about how the things that we chase for happiness don't correlate all that great with happiness and the things that actually do we oftentimes overlook things like relationships and activities. Mm. Like that's a lot of what we try and do on this podcast is like, Hey, come on, come on on this podcast, tell your story and impact people. Not by telling them, I mean, yeah, telling them to pursue your ideas, Yeah, but listen to my story. See, see what I've done. Hear my experiences, hear how I did it. And you're going to impact so many more people because they're going to take little things from here from there from antarctica to firing a guy right you're gonna so many different people are gonna resonate with so many different things that you said that's what it's all about man they're gonna take those things and put them in their back pocket and you guys are doing a great thing by broadcasting it i mean this is incredible because we also want people to pursue their fucking ideas that's awesome Mm -hmm. i love it because this was an idea if you you know this was flat desert land two and a half years ago i love it I love it. The people that I challenge and the people that are like the people that I wrote my book for, 
and the people that I run into that specifically, I will say like, no, fuck that. You're being comfortable is the people that want something different, but don't fucking do it. They're like, Oh, you know, like I, I've always wanted to start this thing or I've always wanted to do this or like, I'm not happy in my job right now, or I really want to do this. or I really want to do that. And I'm, I'm not happy. I don't feel fulfilled right now, but they won't fucking take a step. They won't do something towards their next goal. They won't do even, even if it's a small thing, even if it's sending one email a day or something that kind of gets them towards their next step, they won't fucking do it because they're being comfortable. And I think that's bullshit and they need to be pushed. Mm. I love that, and it, and I love that it's, it just needs to be one thing, one practical yeah. thing, that you care about. That's passion. That's like your little passion project, your little thing that you can see and tangibly want. Yeah, it doesn't need to be, the the ten like the the, the, the grand, massive the grandiose. globe, the yeah, grand yeah. scheme, yeah. this big, stupid thing. No, yeah. it's, it's just right here, man. Like yeah. just feed that every day, just a little bit. Even if it's fucking tiny. Even if it's sending one text to get that idea yes. one step closer. I mean, it, yeah, like you said, it doesn't have to be something big. It can be, hey, I don't, I have this idea for a product, but I don't fucking know how to do it. I literally have no idea. I've had the idea for the last year. Okay, what did you do today that got you one step closer to knowing it? Do you know someone that knows how to manufacture products? Do you know how, do you know someone who has started a company before? Shoot them a text and ask them a question. Literally just ask them a question. You did something that got you one step closer to an answer. That's that's one thing more than the other person did that didn't ask any questions that is still complaining about not being where they want to be. It still goes back to the point of take advantage of those opportunities, right? I'm not going into – I'm not hearing Shad Ireland's story in the Uber thinking I'm going to be able to meet Chelsea Larson uh, over a year later. <laughs> Like, think about how crazy that yeah. is. Like, it, and you never, you should never look at those opportunities for what they could provide long term. It's more right. so just like, I was so charged up in that 10 minutes that I was like, I need to get yeah. this guy on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And that was my only yeah. thought. And I just think it's, in, it's incredible, right? Yeah. You just take those opportunities every single time, every single yeah. time. And it's going to get you to where you really want to be. When I see someone, I try to, you know, I try to get to know them, you know. And and I think I learned that from the way that I interacted with some of my friends back in high school, sure. where someone everyone's different, and uh, you hear that every day. But it we are so so we're the same, but we're also very different. And it is those differences that I always try and seek out. I try and hear someone for who they are, not what they are. And you know, for me being looking the way I do and having grown up in a different place with people from many different countries, you can't narrow yourself down to a certain... I mean, it's good to have ideals and say this is what's good, this is what isn't, but it's also really important to be able to see, to hear and listen other things, you know, other ways of life and to hear other stories that you might not be familiar with. Mm -hmm. And... I think for me it is that desire to let people explain themselves without me having to explain them to myself without even really getting to know them. Can you say that one more time? So it yes. is, yeah, so it, I let, I give someone the opportunity to explain themselves to me rather than me coming with my own perceptions of who I think they are based on 
even even if it's based on an interaction I saw them have with someone else, mm-hmm. I might not have. I really wouldn't have context. You know, I don't know why that interaction went the way that it went. And so if I see that person the next time, it's easy for me to say, "Oh well, they were being a dick to so and so." But like, I don't know why that was the case. So I always try and give someone an ex an opportunity to express themselves to me or to tell me who they are, to tell their story. And uh, we've been through a lot of shit. My dad's done a lot of things that he probably regrets, but at the same time, it's our, it's our story, right? When you talk about putting together a podcast and talking about the back pocket, right? What you're doing is creating a story and allowing people to share that story. And so, so I go back to, right, our story, it's all part of the plan, right? And it's awesome. It's awesome to look back and say, you know what, I've gone through this and this and this and this, which has led me to be where I'm at at 35 years old. And at 35 years old, I still have a lot of glaring flaws. You're young, dude. Yeah, I know. You're young. Which guy. is awesome. But I've gone through a lot of stuff and it's not a woe is me. It's just, this is what's cool is I can share these types of stories with people that I've gone through at a very young age. I, I love talking to just people from mm-hmm. all walks of life. Yeah. And that's like a, a uh, dying opportunity like an increasingly rare opportunity like in our culture we have like so much more superficial interactions but the like the things that give a lot of people like just that give them life and energy and meaning is like having real conversations with people and i think that's probably i can see the value in that it's it's a mindful it's Mm -hmm. kind of a mindful release Mm -hmm. because you're not on your phone you're not like you said, it's not very superficial, but it's mm-hmm. very deep. Yeah. It's one person. Yeah. And you're just trying to go as far down yeah. that that rabbit hole. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like it's, that. I mean, like you said, kind of going full circle, like mm-hmm. Andrew and I, the fuel source of this, of like the conversation and how it sounds and mm-hmm. how interesting it is to other people is how curious that Andrew and I get for that first 40 minutes before <laughs> I even ask you what your average quality is. Yeah. How many like DMs do you get nowadays? Um, it's so gross. Oh, what, I, Give me, I need a number. Yeah, now. we need you some just numbers. Hyped it up. Yeah, you just hype some numbers. There is. Some... We're not numbers majors, so. Yeah. On a day I post, I probably get two hundred DMs. What? It's, it's... Damn. Two hundred? Okay, most of them are fine and they're normal, and they'd be like, "This is cute. Where'd your Where do you get your shoes from? Where was this taken? Whatever. Like, when are you coming to whatever location? Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Other ones, I'll get pictures. Um, I'll get creepy people saying like, Hey, we'd love to fly you out here for the weekend and pay you X, Y, you know, amount yeah. of money. Um, Not trustworthy people. No, yeah. or people love, um, feet, feet fetishes. What? Um, yep. And they will say, you're kidding. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I had someone ask me, they're like, please take a video of your feet with no socks, um, crumpling up a water bottle. It's like literally ASMR. Oh, I'm sorry. Yo, so, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep. Well, Andrew, <laughs> we, I can't. I, hey, the day we get one, the day we get it's one, so yeah. weird. That's when we're Send gonna it to know. Me. Yeah, well, so funny, <laughs> bro. I can't even crunch a water bottle with my feet. I'm not flexible enough. Yeah. That's bananas. Yeah. Oh, the guy was like, "I'll pay for all your pedicures every week." Like. 30 bucks every 30 seconds you film. I was like, oh, absolutely not. Yeah, gotta yeah. go. Nope. Gotta be blocked. Yep. Dude. Yeah. That is... 
And then disgusting. how disgusting. Yeah, Insane. Disgusting. Yeah. So out of the 200, there's people that show the appreciation and there's yeah. just people that suck. Most of them are normal. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, every day there's a few weird ones. I should probably make an Instagram account to post all of those. It'd be pretty funny. Yeah, that yeah. would be funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you got to check them all because some of them could be a job offer. Right. I get a few of those too. Yeah. yeah legitimate yeah. job offers. Yeah. And, and, and it's entertaining. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Is it like, does it make you feel like kind of like what the hell's wrong with this world at some point? Yeah. A lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you do at that point? Do you just try and block it just, out or? Yeah. I usually block them. Yeah. Yep. Block. Okay. Block or them, report. Report. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, yep. dude. That it's, is, yeah. I mean, I'm not shocked, but I'm also it's just like, so that weird. sucks. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of like or there's a lot of people that are pretty big that have sent like me and my friends messages like that where it's like if one screenshot got out they would be done because back back like two years ago dick pics all day long every day yeah and people didn't believe they would just be their dicks like honestly i'm not kidding like no no not even like a caption no not not a lot of the time no it was just their dick and like or or hey baby and then like the what is the emoji with water like that thing yeah. oh, but no. like and people didn't believe me when i was like yeah, i get dick pics so i was like fuck it i'll just share them and you guys the males that would be like you don't get them like yeah well now you get the dick pics too everyone can see them oh, but and no it, you like stored your the always di- no. That's <laughs> awesome. especially on snapchat because snapchat's where the dick pics are at really. Mm-hmm. really i don't know if you guys use that but back in the day snapchat was That's like why it was dicks, created dicks, dicks. Yeah, yeah essentially mm-hmm. yeah so i would get a lot of them like a lot yeah. um but then i i gotta tell you you guys want to hear this nasty story i posted it the other day it was really insane yeah let's do it and i was really like i thought it was a joke but this person was dead ass serious so i'm gonna make it quick this dude was like i'll give you a hundred thousand dollars if you put your competition high heels on i'm not fucking kidding you and crush baby kittens baby (laughs) it's the feet thing again it's the feet he wanted me to crush baby kittens and i was like okay you're fucking funny it's not funny but that's disgusting and he's like i was like not a fucking chance he's like okay 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 i'll give you right now i'll transfer you he was not kidding five thousand dollars right now i'll give you the rest if you just do baby mice instead (gasps) he just wanted me to crush a like living babies like little like animals and i was like this is fucking insane and that's when I was like, okay, Instagram is fucking, people are nuts. People are fucking insane. insane. I've had, I've had worse, like I've had other DMs that are more of just like, you know, dicks and like, I want to fuck you and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. that was probably the one where I was like, man, people, the insane. things people think about, I would never think of that. Sure. So yeah, he wanted me to crush baby kittens. And I was like, $10,000 is a lot of money. But no, I would never do that. <laughs> <laughs> I would never do that. So the best thing you can do, which you guys already do a good job with, is... Um, be authentic be honest and because women we're wicked smart you guys like we can smell like insecurity we can smell desperation all that we can smell that a mile away and so oh shit oh yeah can you smell the like can you smell the can you smell all the insecurity from like me from last year too god damn the sharks in the water out there. Yeah, they just got eaten alive. And yeah. then some. I mean, I had a feeling you guys knew about a lot of stuff, but I didn't know you knew. The first one is my favorite thing of the summer. Oh, here so we go. This is aggressive for a It's Saturday. in your purse, not your back pocket. What? You'll understand why I wasn't in my back pocket. Okay. I need... Can you guys stand up? You can get a... Dr- oh, you, yeah, I looked, wait, I we need a stand up? Yeah. Can you get this on camera? Can I keep that camera check? This is a... Oh, this is what's in my back pocket. That is beautiful. Damn it, dude. That's what you get, boys. Noon on set, and they're warm. They've been in my car since 4th of July. 
that. You don't Fine. tell us that. Can I get the? Can I? Can I social media this? Yeah, this is hilarious. Yeah, my back pocket ever. All right, boys. I'm first, bringing, first back pocket icing here. Yeah, I'm just gonna get. Okay, you got you got to get down on one knee. That's the rules. Deck, go the other. Oh, knee. dude, my my mic's falling over, but. You got it. Oh, yeah, you yeah. good, dude? Oh, I need to go other knee? No, there you're good. Go. I'm bringing the mic down. <clears throat> Mike is in the Mike's in the, in the mics. Mike's, we, Mike's. We got mics. Should we get a countdown? Yep. Three, two, one. She gone. It's a race. It is a race. And I think I think Decky is powering through. Woo! Boom, baby. Andrew, I like the finesse on I like your finesse though. Thank you. I'm not, Style I'm, points. I don't row for speed, I row for watts. <laughs> yeah, I'm a meters. meters. Oh wait, no, you're a meters guy. That's distance. Yeah, yeah, you're for I'm power. A, Can I go on record and say that was the best <laughs> back pocket? Absolutely. I I I've love ever You guys, the best thing ever. This is like the highlight of like whenever I go to the liquor store. I'll be like, hey, do you guys have Smirnoff ice? <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. My mom's going. Okay. All right. Thank God. Now we can finally get on with this podcast. Hey, Mom. Hey, honey. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I was just at Emerson's having a glass of wine with Mrs. Laney and oh. Mrs. Herb. Oh, awesome. I got a quick question for you. Yeah. Was I breastfed or was it formula? Uh, you were breastfed. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, there was a question that came up on the 23andMe thing, and I was just curious. Holy shit. What? Yeah. I had a... Yeah. I didn't... Do you do you know why did you do you remember why you chose breastfed? Um, I just thought it was I don't know it was healthier for you guys and it was um you I you I breastfed the let's see trying to think how long not very long ooh okay well breast is best mom we always remember that breast is best honey for sure. Um, it didn't, you know, it, you know, you with your whole, you know, digestive, banging, whole situation, it wasn't an easy thing. So it wasn't very long. <laughs> Yo, you bagged it. You, you yeah. said it's too much. You gave up a room. You only bagged it because you were killing me. So maybe, maybe two or three months. Okay. Awesome. Mom. Well, thank you so much. I'll call you back um, in a little bit. You, no. What are you doing on 23 and me? I'm I'm trying to learn the ways of of my my life, you trying mom. Trying to find siblings out there? No. <laughs> mom, that's not it at all. Unknown siblings. I told you what happened to Scott. <laughs> you did. I know that's not what my intentions what are. What happened to Scott? That's not where you're no, Bob. I'm just trying to learn about the roots. Okay, just to make sure you're not going to get a call in 30 years that you have a child out there. Yes. Fucking that's Scott. not my... Yeah, that's what happened to Scott. But it's always good to put it out there because just in case. Correct. Absolutely. All right. Oh, my God. You're killing me. All right. I'll talk to you later. All right. Bye, Mom. Love you. Love you, too. Now, yeah. And we're a pro mom podcast. We can't stress that. Pro enough. mom, okay. Oh, pro this... mom podcast. Yeah. 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 I mean, look, you have a mom on right now. Exactly. We're, yeah. we're a very pro mom, and this pro is a mom. question that I'm curious on because we had a segment on our show, uh, breastfed or formula fed. Mm. Yeah. Yes. And no. we, we we kind of forgot because we were pretty infant. Yeah. So we called our moms on the show and asked them, "Were we 
breastfed her formula. And my mom told me I was breastfed for the first three months. Okay. And then I started getting a weak stomach. And she's oh, like, yeah, I'm done with you. Yeah. We're going with the formula. Yeah. And my buddy Declan over so here. So you failed for her. I failed yeah, for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she You was, dropped the balls. Yeah. Decky complete. You, you must have been breastfed till you were like five. <laughs> I'm completed. Yeah. You were breastfed till you were five. Yeah. Yeah. You were like other boob mom. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But my mom was like, yeah, you were, you were breastfed. And then yeah. she finished with this line, breast is best. Okay. So which leads you into my question. Fed is, is now they say fed is best. Like, they don't say breast is best? No, well, because people, like, there's a lot of pressure on moms, I think, to breastfeed. Mm. And mm. it doesn't always, moms are, I mean, moms are working more. And they're busier. And it's hard to, to it's hard to breastfeed all the time. So now I think they're saying fed is best because it's just more inclusive for whether you would like to formula um, feed or mm. breastfeed. Does um, Gail say the same thing? <laughs> Gail would breastfeed like an adult male. So. <laughs> oh, no. They say breast is best. I've breastfed all of my kids. <laughs> that's, just what they, they, that's what they say. I don't know. That's all that's I know. That's what they say. Yeah. Is that true? We, I don't know. You're we, a mom. That's what our moms told our us. Our moms told us breast was yeah. best. Yeah. Look how we turned well, out. Well, that's yeah. what... I mean, I was a strong believer in that. Okay. Um, just because of all the antibodies and the... Um, there's good stuff in breast milk. Mm-hmm. And then... <laughs> There's the bonding with the baby thing too. And it's so much easier than making formula bottles and having mm. to wash them. And like when you're feeding in the middle of the night to get up and warm up a bottle when everything's just naturally there. Yeah. And it's much cheaper, like it's free. Mm. Um it's a and great you can point. Yeah, and, and and I was traveling a lot, so so on airplanes, like it was just the easiest thing to do. Yeah. Um and <laughs> you can always like sneak away when like after Thanksgiving dinner and you go, oh, I would love to clean up, but the baby is hungry right now. <laughs> there you go. And then it, did, did you ever have like um, just the babies just throw up on you all the time? Um, No. Sorry. Bad question. Just... No, they were, they were, um, <laughs> they were, they, they didn't, they, they had, they had none of that. Had good reflex. Yeah. yeah. You had, good, you had strong had, stomachs. Had, they had strong stomachs. He's, That's awesome. He's saying that because I was the weak stomach kid. And my mom <laughs> told me, you know, Andrew, we had to stop breastfeeding you after a few months. You had a weak stomach. Yeah. You had a weak stomach. Yeah. 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 His mom called him out on the podcast. It was hilarious. Yeah. Really? You had a weak stomach. <laughs> Still do. Still do to this yeah. day. Oh, you do. So my nephew, or my nephew, my grandson's like that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And uh, she had to stop breastfeeding too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, he's got the, um, he's not lactose intolerant. He is, um, gluten-free. Gluten-free. Yeah. He's, okay. he's, Hair is like the amount of people that you quickly know, you realize, know each other mm-hmm. here in the Twin Cities. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, you get to know one person and then they expand into that next one. And then all that of a sudden, way. like. Wow, I actually know a lot more people than I thought, or more people know me. More people know more people are connected to that one person, and I loved it. I mean, just like that one little small thing, visionary or Blake, something clicked between the three of us. I'm like, oh yeah, we know that. Yeah, yeah. The network out here scene is it's it's really nuts in terms of like if you know someone like you know we just talked we just earlier before the show like you talk and then like oh I know that person and then like like Josh Mo yeah yeah Josh Mo it's like oh wow like this person knows that person like. Like the networking in Minneapolis is great because it's so it's it is so small that you can gain that connection to like I didn't know that person but because I know you like you can introduce me to that person. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's like our own yeah like it's like a LinkedIn but like very small. Yes. <laughs> and so that's what's nice like once you get into that realm like it's it's great like um I'm doing like some work for Pinstripes like they're letting me shoot in there and like I'm helping with the marketing and stuff and we're kind of like build a plan over there 
um, their marketing director over there like is getting me with the a marketing team of this like Wednesday. It's like a, a nice collection of the Minnesota search team. Sweet. And so like there's like an influencer coming. So like I'm going to learn some stuff there. And it's just like I wouldn't have met that if it wasn't through Instagram or through networking through there. So it's just like super small kind of just expands out that way. So yep. it's great. Uh, that's such a good question. I love how you kind of bring that all full circle to you. Name of your podcast and all that stuff. Hey, um, so I, I would say um, – I, I just talk to myself mentally and I basically, I'm not just saying this because to be, um, to be bold or, or whatever, um, I'll tell myself, stop being a pussy. Straight up. Straight up. Mm -hmm. I like that. I, I, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll like something will happen, a stressful situation, whatever. And it seems like really overwhelming. And all in times where like I can like reflect and like think about how am I going to accomplish this or how am I going to get through this? Um, in the end, I'll just say like, stop being a pussy. Like, just fucking do it. Like, stop being a pussy. You're being a pussy right now. Like, I will say that to myself. Mm -hmm. Like, like okay, all right, I'll do it. Do it. I'll get up. Ah, get out of my head. You know. And so then I'll just That's awesome. It. Yeah, like, yeah. Fuck it. What's the worst that could happen? I mean, you fall on your face and or you you yeah. you piss someone else off and stop being a pussy. Yeah, you yeah. know, I uh, I'll share the story. Um, I don't think Leslie Frazier uh, liked my speech one time to our defense. He asked me to he asked me to talk to our defense. We weren't playing great, and we were kind of the end of the season. And I think everybody could kind of feel the energy just kind of like you know waning and. He's like, hey, would you dress the team, the defense? Uh, this was the night before one of the games. And I was like, yeah, sure, I can do that. And so I didn't. I had no idea what I was going to – no idea what I was going to say, right? So I just kind of took that same attitude. And, and you know, we were a team at the time that was um, – I, I think that we were trying to do a lot. Like we were getting – guys in meetings were just getting harped on for just like technique mistakes and, and alignment mistakes. And, of course, all as you guys know, those are all important. But – you know, we still weren't just, we just weren't making enough plays. And so my, my theme was I went up there, I said, guys, you know, we're doing this and we're doing that. And we're, you know, we've got coaches and I'm like pointing to the coach. We got coaches harping on us about this. I said, who gives a fuck? Seriously. I said, let's go out tomorrow. And each one of you say, fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it all. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if you make a mistake. Doesn't matter if you have the wrong alignment fucking just play let's let's worry about if we're going to get yelled at let's worry about wins and losses on monday but when we go out tomorrow i want you guys to take the attitude and just say fuck it let's go let's have fun let's play football so that was like my ad <laughs> and, 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 the, and the funny thing is like frazier who's this very you know you guys probably even know, very yeah, christian yeah. guy oh okay <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> i got it. I got done and his eyes were like saucers. He's like, his response probably was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, <laughs> I asked you to get up and address the team and this is what you told them. You said, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> that, so that was my, so he kind of caught me into a, in a, a little bit of a corner. Cause like, I wasn't prepared to give a, a speech that night. Um, but that's kind of like what goes through my head sometimes. Cause I, even one of my biggest things is I can, I can overanalyze things. Like I can probably, if you ask me to, to take a situation, I will try to break it down and like overanalyze it. Um, the games I played the best in is when I just said, fuck it. Like, I know it. 
I prepared all week. I'm, I'm confident in what I know and what I don't know. And I know, I think I know enough. I think I'm comfortable with our scheme. I'm comfortable with what we're going to see. Just fuck it, go out and play. And that's when I would just like play my best games. And so I've kind of taken that mantra of like saying like when I feel stressed and I feel like I need to relax my shoulders, I just like take a deep breath, physically pull my shoulders down and say, stop being a pussy. Let's go. Dude. I love that. It's, it's so simple. Like it's, it just brings you back to the action and the simplicity of like what you're, you're meant to do in that situation, in that moment. And it's just like, go. Yeah. Like you, you're, you're given all these talents. You've worked this hard. You've studied, you've prepared, you, you know, everything. It's like light the fire. You like your, your fuel tank of confidence is full, right? Light it. Well, I'm sure you guys have had coaches tell you to just to play free, like, yeah. especially as defensive players. Like the best thing that you can tell a defensive players to go play free, play mentally free and just go play with instinct. But it, it's a, it is a double-edged sword because they give you all these things to think about. They give you all these tendencies that the offense is going to give you and they want you to play smart. So where's that balance of playing smart and playing free? Mm-hmm. And I think that's, I think in the end, if you, if you do prepare enough and that's where the preparation comes in for the, you know, five or six days before the game, if you prepare enough and it's in the back of your head, if you go and play free, that stuff's just going to be instinctful and, and you're going to play much more free. And so, Again, I think it's, you know, for me, even doing my job is like I, I try to bust my ass during the course of the week to, to be as prepared as I can for a game. And then once the game starts, just close my eyes and just say, like, let's go, like, let it go. Like, who cares if you make a Who cares if you make a grammatical mistake or a, a verbal mistake? Or who cares if you say a player's name wrong? Like, you'll get it like just you'll get it right the next time. Like, you know, I've telestrated the wrong thing before i've circled the guy the wrong thing before like i've drawn things on the telestrator that that was that was wrong and if if i chew on that and let that bring me down then i'm going to make another analytical mistake on the next play so it's like realize you made a mistake and just move on move on make up for it you'll have other opportunities and that's like one of the reasons why i started opinion was i am not once I know someone, I'm like super, super extroverted, but I'm a pretty big introvert if I don't know anyone. And um, I started this to get myself more out there because I was like, I'm tired of not being comfortable with other people. And I was like, and you need to throw yourself out there. Um, and I'm not saying you have to do that by starting a business, but I knew that that would come with starting this. And so I knew it would help me grow as a person as well you're a stud man thank that's you that's awesome i appreciate that's super that super fucking cool mm-hmm. yeah so like when i was at lincoln drink if you guys don't know what lincoln drink is go to lincoln drink um we don't know when the next one will be because this is dropping after may uh, oh okay it'll be in uh what well for the live streamers it'll be yeah, in for the live streamers <laughs> exactly yeah. may 8th finnegan's bruco mm-hmm. but yeah so i was there you guys know that but like i was just sitting by myself like didn't know how to talk to people and Brandon came over. He was like, so what the hell are you doing? He like picks me up on my collar and like brings me into the crowd. I was like, those are the moments that like, I was, I know why I did this. I like, I'm, I'm trying to tell people I'm still not good at like the whole social aspect, but I'm trying. And I think that starting this really, 
really helped. When do you guys feel like, as people, you will have arrived? Hmm. Whoa. Dang. I think, I mean, that's tough. I, I really love where I'm at now. Like, I am just enthusiastic about what I'm doing in my life. Where I, like, we had an, we had a, or one of the things that happened to us the other night was we showed up at this uh, networking bar event and like three or four people came up to us and they were like, yo, how's it going, dude? Love your podcast. And they, you know, just pumping us up. And I was yeah. like, dang, like I, I've never had that happen before. And it's not like I'm loving the fame and soaking it all in. That's all I want. But it kind of gives you that like perspective. I was like, man, like I don't even know you, but I made you feel good. And I don't know. Is it, would that be an arrival? I, it, it was cool. Mm-hmm. What do you that, think? No, that's a great that's a great response. Um, this kind of was like happening to me today um, quite a few times. And I listened to this, a podcast, Aubrey Marcus. Um, he's kind of a um, meditation, psychedelic um, wellness wellness runs on it if you on know it. That which is, yeah. their, their tagline is total human optimization. Um, and he was talking about jealousy, and I was like, I struggle with jealousy all the time, and. I don't know if this is exactly like feeling arrived, but having the ability to let that jealousy float by and not having to think about it on a consistent basis, um, then I can really have those kindness thoughts habitually and always acting kind. And I think that to play into what you're doing and to kind of what I had kind of like a aha moment today of jealousy, just playing a gross role in my life. And it's like, get rid of that. And you're on the next step of arrival per se yeah mm-hmm. okay. awesome answers i have uh actually just to build off mine um <laughs> sorry i just had this i wanted to say get it out there yeah, just yeah, get it out um kind of the uh where was i going with it jealousy no not jealousy what i was saying oh okay making an impact that's just bigger than you yeah i think that's really what i'm getting at is like when i can confidently say that this, you know, who well, who cares what the number is, right? I love impacting that one person, but when I can more so see an impact or see a brand or see back pocket or whatever we're doing, you know, push something that's external from us, that's when I can really say, like, all right, mm-hmm. we have arrived. I love that you started um, answering that question with that you love where you're at today. And that, that really hit home with me because that's one thing, you know, when I was – um, in college, I'm like, man, I'm going to be a teacher. I'm going to be married by the time I'm 24. I'm going to have a kid on the way. And that's just kind of that's and I was looking forward to that. And my life hasn't been anything like that. And it's a beautiful life. I, there's not a day that I regret. And every hard thing that I've ever had has made me the person and challenged me to become a better person. And so I'm so thankful for it. But I every day is just like I'm where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. And I know I'm not where I'm going, but I'm really thankful and happy that I'm here today. And this is, I've arrived today mm. and tomorrow I'm going to arrive tomorrow. And then, you know, so I love like just being in the moment and cause we don't know what's happening tomorrow. And, uh, I, you know, that's one thing that I'd really try and not do is worry or even think about tomorrow. And even with kind lips, a lot of people are like, do you have projections? Do you have all this stuff? And I was like, no. I'm just going to wake up tomorrow. I got what's in my calendar. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it to the best of my ability and then see what happens. Mm. And that might not be the right attitude for everybody, but for me, it works. And so I could really relate to that. Good. And yeah. and we've been like, people ask us, because we do this from five to nine every night, every day. 
Um, we have jobs from nine to five, and we come home when we talk about the podcast. We talk about it during work too, but we really can, we, we, we think re- about the podcast during, uh, all the time. All the time. <laughs> but uh, we get asked like, "What's the goal? What's your five year plan? What's the vision? What's the vision?" And like, well, there it's. The, I mean, we put it right here. The saying of the month: dominate the sandbox, and that sandbox being the Twin Cities, and that is us staying in the moment, not thinking about the five years. Um, uh, that that's stressful. What is exactly we're trying to achieve? We're mm-hmm. just trying to talk to people in our backyard, such as yourself, that have these kick-ass, really cool stories that so many people can take away learning lessons and just inspiration. Yeah, it's it's with a vision thing. It's really hard to, or I get really anxious, like thinking about like the five-year plan and the ten-year plan. But what J.C. Lippel had said on our last podcast really made me feel like man, if I just stay humble, if I just show up to work every day and just keep grinding and, you know, look for those opportunities, have a blast, reaching out to guests that I like and just kind of keep the ball rolling in a sense with the humility and everything that I've, that I've totally built and believe in, then I, I think I'm live stress free and just keep going and see what happens. Yeah. Sounds awesome. Mm hmm. Cause I love having these conversations, yeah. dude. Like I look forward to these conversations every, like all day. It's like all I can think about. I mean, it's so fun. Like, and like hear myself in these headphones. Like, yeah. This mic, it's great. Like, yeah. It's really fun. Yeah. Cause when's the last time you had a conversation totally undistracted for now an hour? <sighs> Not like this. I mean, I can ever probably right. any questions like this that were, I get to tell my story truthfully and honestly and openly. It's great. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. It okay. Awesome. And that's what, I mean, that's what we love to do. Yeah. It's incredible, man. Has done it. We are creating Great, so it. So go find your path and say, in one year, we are going to be searchable in top mm. 500. Okay. Can you do that? Yeah. I th- But like, I don't know. I guess our, our you goal. You have to yeah. decide that that's yeah. where you want to go. Don't just listen to me. Well, I know, but we don't see necessarily like the ranking. I guess here's the thing. The rankings don't, we don't really give don't a shit give about, a shit about it. I don't yeah. need to be the number one podcast. Like don't need to, if I'm on the number one up there, it's not going to be like, oh, I've won. Like yeah. That's not what I'm So after. then, when do you know that you've won? I'm winning right now. That's most important. Yeah, every single day answer. I have a chance to win, and I accept that. And uh-huh. Declan and I, we we get fired up. We're texting yeah. each other all day today um, when about we're at this. work yeah. about this yeah. because we when Mackenzie reached out to us about three weeks ago. That is one of the coolest moments that someone found us because we put this content out there, yeah. and they said. I love what you're doing. I'm seeing you everywhere. Are you getting teary? Yeah, yeah because it's I, I, I love it. Super sick. I care about this so much. Yeah. Yeah. He's a crier. And, yeah, and, and Andrew cries and all she, the time on this podcast. <laughs> and, and she had the wherewithal to reach out. Like that was That's I, awesome. I, when I I called her the other day to just tell her what we're up to and how much time and effort we put into this. Yeah, it's sick. And, Are you gonna make me cry? <laughs> yeah. Well, someone saw the value. Yeah, and was like, exactly. I want to have the person that I see value in come on your show. And I'm like, absolutely. How can we make this happen? Yeah. And we schedule the time. And then ever since then, she's been trying to get more and more guests for us. Yeah. That's what we're going to do. This is having her in the room, having me in the room. Watch out, guys. Well, that, I'm not joking. Well, listen to this. I, this is where. This is how we're going to get And then, there. remember, I want to do it in the basement of my building. <laughs> yeah. But like, you, you I'm sorry, he yeah. needs a tissue. I don't have one. Oh, dude, God, we no, don't, we're not. I love that. Grab, that's, hey, grab no, that back can pocket I shirt. Tell you something. Yay, you. Like, yay, you. You're in your space. Mm-hmm. You're doing your thing. It's making a difference. Get ready. Get ready. Yeah. 
Because this is like this is when the magic happens. You have to be that passionate. And I can't tell you the number of days, the number of times I've cried. I like hysterically cried a week ago at the office because for the first time in 10 years, my girl that I've worked with for 10 years who sat across from me who helped to build the business here moved to Denver for us. I showed up and I'm like, uh, she's been next to me like longer than most people have been married. Wow. Uh-huh. But so, Amazing. but that's, that is the tears are the passion to be there and to be doing it, but also celebrate don't celebrate for too long, but like acknowledge the moment that like you're getting traction. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and Keep that's it going, thing. and we're gonna help you. Thank you. It's awesome. Yes. You know, you guys promote yourself as like these wildly average guys, which which I get right. But um, to be honest with you, like where where does the average come in, man? Like you guys are 21, 22, and you started a podcast. Like no nobody does that. That's like not average. You're growing and developing each day. Like not many people are like consistently focused on that. Plus, what what episode is this? Like, uh, I don't know, hundred and sixty, hundred and seventy, something like that. Yeah, to to continue to do that, like honestly, when I when you guys first promoted this, I'll I'll be the first one to say I'll be like, oh, this is gonna be just like a a one season deal. You know, they'll they'll interview some people and then it'll it'll be that once they after they graduate college. You guys started that spring semester, if I'm not mistaken, right? Spring semester, junior year. Junior year. Okay, yep. so yeah, I guess I thought it was just gonna be a college thing or whatever, and then it was going to be done. Um, and, but the fact that you guys have consistently produced multiple shows per week, I mean, dude, it's Saturday and this is your third show of the day. Like you, you know how many other people are out there like drinking or doing whatever they want to do. And you guys are out here listening to guys like me story. I mean, that that's far from average in my mind. So I just want to get clarification on like where the average fits. I I think I know as far as like a motivation aspect, but I just want to hear it from you guys firsthand because I know like some other people that I've talked to about the podcast, it's like, why, why are they promoting themselves as average? Like when you think of back pocket, like sometimes you think average just because that's kind of how the promotion or the marketing mm-hmm. lays mm-hmm. or whatever. So I, I just wanted to get clarification and hear from you guys as far as how, how that works. First off, thank you yeah. for what you said. Much appreciative. Do you want to go first? You want? Yeah, to, yeah. I, I mean, you you kind of touched on it just briefly, but like, it's a mindset. Like, at the end of the day, we are average podcasters, right? But in, it's all perspective. You look at an area in the Twin Cities where you don't see a lot of podcasts. You don't see a lot of twenty-two-year-olds starting their own podcast, right? We started this when we were twenty, and it was all from the passion of just like we want to start a podcast. We love part in my take, and we were like, these guys did it. We can do it. So that's how we started, right? And then it grows and grows and grows because we're passionate about it. But then, like, look at us in the perspective of the podcast world. You got the Joe Rogans. You got Gary Vaynerchuk. You got freaking Tim Ferriss. All these, like, major, major podcasts. Those guys are eons ahead of us, right? So we're the average. Like, it's it's the mindset to always remain humble. And we want to make everything relatable. We want to be able to grab that person who thinks or who has those average qualities because we all do right and we want to be able to unpack that and we want to basically turn those kind of average things into strengths because you talk about strengths and weaknesses jesse addo talked about that last week you talk about strength and weaknesses strengths are the great things the things that you're always going to be good at the weaknesses the reality is you're probably not always going to be great at those things but your average qualities if you actually look at those kind of things in the middle of the pack if you don't focus on them they become weaknesses if you do focus on them they become strengths so that's kind of our whole like marketing pitch around it. There's all kinds of different ways you can take it, but what were you going to say, Andrew? The word relatable is 100% why I 
firmly believe we will always tag ourselves as average podcasters or average guys in general. Correct. Because if you ever put Declan and I on a pedestal, you're fucking wrong. Like, I'm not better than any other person than that has touched earth. And I firmly believe that if you have the chance to talk to another person, they are at that exact same level as you. They have something inside them that makes them awesome. We are all here. We're all on earth. And if you think you're better than another person, you're holding yourself back mentally. 100%. And that's why I and, and, and people look at average negatively. And so be it. If that's what their if that's what their perspective is on average, go ahead fine be av be think the the mathematical average one's great one's uh, low and the, in the middle is average but in reality it's or it's all on the same same level you know getting this question kind of fucks me up because <laughs> <laughs> as a society like we always think about like our strengths and weaknesses mm -hmm. you know like what are you really good at what are you really bad at you know um but you don't really take the time to think about what you're like just like dead even at like what are you, what are you super <laughs> average about and like <laughs> It makes you think, like, because I feel like I'm average at a lot of things, but you just, like, it's hard to just, like, kind of, like, zone in on, like, on one quality. Be a laundry list of things that I do very There you go. But, um, I would say, I mean, a couple of things come to mind. Work-life balance, like, trying to actually balance out having a, a, a life outside of work is definitely something I'm very average at. I mean, it's it's a challenge, and especially when you're, like, bootstrapping, trying to, trying to build a business. Um, but a, probably a better example, honestly, this might come as a, a, a surprise, but designing clothing, I think like, I didn't go to school for fashion. Right. And it is a way bigger challenge than I had ever imagined. Like when I first started, like I said, it was going to be a graphic t-shirt company and it wasn't until like, actually that kind of brings up another point. It was, it was unreal supply Co. was the original company name unreal spelled all the way out. And then it was like two months in, I just had this, like, well, people started reacting to it. And I had this kind of idea, like let's stop, you know, buying t-shirts and printing graphics on them. Let's create our own products and create our own brand and really make something cool and, and fill the void that, you know, fill this niche. And, and so that's kind of the transition and that's, that's what we started doing. But when I decided that I didn't really think through how am I going to make clothing? Like I thought it would be pretty simple, but it's like building a house, man. It's like you have what, what's called a tech pack, which is like the blueprints essentially of building a, a product. And there's like 70 points of measurement on every garment. Oh, and you're kidding. No. And like, you got to oh. make the pattern, like make it flat, like show where all the like geometrical curves are. And then if you tweak one little curve, everything is thrown off and mm -hmm. it's, it's such a big challenge. Like, so, um, I'd say that's something that I'm average at honestly. And that, that you know, that's something that I'm average at naturally, but like I, I work so hard to be good at it that like, and I'm just, I'd say I'm very like detailed and, and just don't ever want to lose. Like I hate losing more than I love winning. So like releasing a bad product is like literally a knife in my stomach, you know? Mm -hmm. So I put way more time, I would say into, into designing the right product than, than most aspects of what we do. But, um, it definitely isn't something that's like super natural to me and I'm, I'm not the most talented at it. So, um, it's been a lot of fun though. I can add, like, I'm amazing in my living room, you guys. Like, mm -hmm. I have my fake microphone. It's my firebreaker. And because it's shaped like one. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's shaped just like one. <laughs> but it, it gives the right effect, right? You got to, like, recreate it as best yep. as you can. Do and you like... take it off like a stand? So, like, you, like, you're walking up there and it's, like, just like you're... <laughs> I take it out of its silk case. <laughs> Most microphones aren't purple. 
so yeah so when you when you envision yourself walking up there and actually at acme you're envisioning the purple mic just because it's it's what you do <laughs> i can't believe i just shared that <laughs> that is so funny mm-hmm. reminds me of these floral chairs man these things are gorgeous yeah thank you i mean oh. they had to be expensive at some point look at the the, the legs on them oh yeah ornate they, they're vintage they yes you should you should have the uh, what's that show the Antiques Roadshow come through. Just take a look. Yeah, see see what another see what podcast opportunity right there. Hey, that's freaking awesome, Chad. Because <laughs> I think we got a deal on them. Like this with these with these floral chairs, are these vintage? Yes, very, they are very. I don't know, nineties, eighties. I have no idea. I feel eighties in there. I feel eighties. They were um, one of our marketing interns, which we our listeners are our marketing interns for all those who don't know. And she DM doesn't say I got these chairs for you. They're my grandma's. I'm trying to get them out of my house. Mm-hmm. She was she was flipping her own furniture, and we're like, absolutely. And uh, I think we made the best. This is probably our best purchase we've ever made. Yeah, best investment that we've made in the corp. It's these chairs for sure. No, it was, definitely. It was, yeah, definitely. Right. It gives your guys' page a makes it unique and stand out. When like when I saw it earlier when Sam was showing me, it's like the back pocket podcast. Like, what is it? Oh, they got these cool old chairs. Like, there's some young dudes. Like. I see what you guys are on. You guys, yeah. All right. Making, <laughs> see, I feel, okay, so that's good. We needed to get chairs. We needed to get some sort of uh, chairs for Andrew and I. And so we put on our story, like not really expecting anything, and you reached out to us. And we're like, hey, I have two chairs I can get off you, uh, like give you guys. And they're just these beautiful floral chairs. We, oh, they're just, we didn't hesitate. They're marvelous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my mom. So I have my mom on Snapchat, and she's in like two different groups. <laughs> And so I was just laying down one day and I took a picture and now it's just my chiropractic table and then like literally nothing's over there now, which is nice. And my bookshelf, it's like my educational chiropractic treatment corner now. It's your temple. Yes, it is my temple. Um, And she was like, where did the chairs go? And I was like, I sold them. She's like, Andrea Jean. And I was like, I I, I wasn't using them. Like, I'm trying to be a minimalist here. I'm going to be moving soon. Well, not soon, but like in a year and a half, I'm gonna move for my final internship and then hopefully live where I move um but she was like what did you I was like I sold them to these podcast guys and she's like what and and like at first she was really mad and then I told her about the thing today and she's like she listened to like some of your podcasts she's like these guys are hilarious I love it thank you for selling your chairs to them (laughs) that's amazing now Mm, we can now we can take it a step further and that's when we need to start like hopping on some vintage gear, which is why I asked about the lion shirt. I feel like, and I could be wrong, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like a lion shirt would be dope. Very dope. Oh, man of my word, I should say. And uh, I said on the podcast we did with Zach Fisk, our little thrifter, that I was like, you know what? I think lion shirts are pretty dope. So all the money that, all the hustle that I've been having on uh, on this podcast, or on, on not on this podcast, on Poshmark, you know, making a little dough there. Decide to splurge. Buy a little $15 lion shirt. Wow, dude. A little subtle brag. <laughs> yeah. Decky flip. He can flip close. Yeah, I'm flipping big time now. Yeah. Okay, here's the thing. So, uh, back pocket's blowing up. Obviously, there's like no denying that. We're getting a little, you guys are getting a little famous, okay? I've had a couple people recognize me at the bars from this, from this podcast. You're getting famous. I'm sure you guys have had the same situations. All right. So when you get fame, you can either, you know, be humble, down to earth, like Andrew. Andrew, I applaud you for how you handle the fame. Thanks. Or you can get like Declan and just uh, become a crappy human, forget where you came from, and forget your roots. What? So So let's, uh, let's, let's back up here for my reasoning. Declan's just, <laughs> he's just he's pissed. Right? All right. Here's this thing. 
Declan's birthday was on Saturday. All right. I don't. I'm not a big birthday guy. I literally remember one birthday besides mine, and it's my little brother's. And the only reason I remember it is because we have the same birthday. So that's the only reason why I remember it. So I'll, I'll go on Facebook if I see the fi- like birthday thing. I'll be like, all right, well, let's just see whose it is. If I really care about them, I'll wish my birthday some 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 way. Saturday, get up in the morning. All right, <laughs> look at Facebook. Oh, Declan's birthday. I'd say we pretty. I say we're uh, pretty close. You know, working the same podcast. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, he just he just saw. Bro, I text Declan. I text Declan. Happy birthday, buddy. Glad to work with such a funny, successful, uh, motivated, hardworking guy. Enjoy your day. Oh, Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. So I am so hard with the read receipt on accident. So uh, you didn't respond to him. No. Oh, oh I, God, no. I no. knew exactly. I'm not. He's too cool for me now. He's too famous. Oh man. So I like to say, Andrew and all the other listeners. You know, if you have like. Something coming up with Declan, like you're gonna get lunch, or you need, you, like you're relying on him to help you move or something. Watch out, because he might just stand you up. So that's my that's my uh, what you learned today. Decky, Decky, no response on his birthday. He showed some love, dude. You you are letting the fame get to your head. I'm on board with Sam. Sorry. You need to reflect. If you apologize, if you apologize and text me back, I'll. Aaron, dude. Aaron, come here. Apologize. Oh, okay. Yeah. Come on. Bring it in, man. Bring it in, man. It's okay. I didn't, I didn't mean it. It's like okay, that. man. It's okay. I didn't mean it like that. And then put the GoPro camera back. Yeah, knuckleheads. There you go. Sometimes you just gotta make amends, and that's how you do it. Just hug it out. I apologize, Sam. I'll shoot you a text back. I don't think you tell or not, but after I was, the show, I kind of built that up. You did. That was, that was good. It was good. Thanks. Well done. Well done. I thought it was really good getting uh, that on the table. But yeah, yeah I so. love your honesty. Thank you, Sam. Yeah. yeah. Good Thank job. Good job for being humble, though. I'm sorry to cut you off. But Thanks just, for holding. I, I can't. I can't say enough how, how humble you are about all this fame coming at you, Andrew. Hey, thanks. Just an average guy here. People don't realize, dude, that Andrew and I put a lot of hours into this thing. I feel like when we get when we have things coming to throw a curveball on us on a weekend when we usually get some stuff done. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying is like, give us, give Andrew and I a week of just normal back pocket stuff. And like, we can still go out on Friday, Saturday, like live our normal lives for the most part. And like, yeah, but make us travel, make us travel. Yeah. Have me leave on like Thursday and come back on Tuesday with a flight delay with a flight cancellation. cancellation. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Just affected me, and I didn't respond that well, and I was just average. All right. Yeah. I do want to get this on record. Are you sick of producing? Shows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just give. I me. won't say this because you guys actually have a great show and awesome guests a lot of the time. I am sick of you texting me the day of, being like, "Hey, are you free at seven o'clock tonight?" And I'm like. Technically, yeah, but there goes everything I wanted to do tonight. I'm just concerned now at this point. Like, you are making yourself vital. So useful for everybody else that could pay you so much more than us. Dude, we we had that common exchange when uh, one of you said you're starting your own podcast. I was like, good luck hiring me. Yeah. Mm. My market value is hot. I'm kind of like Tom Brady. Like, I give you guys the discount. Oh, no, but you're not. If I were to test free agency, I would be, you know. No. You're Zach Mattenberger right now. <laughs> That's what you are. Yeah, and you're competing you. in, the, in the, uh, what was the league that was around for? A- AF. You're competing in the AFF or AFL. AFL, and you're doing well. No, I think it's AF. 
hey, something, dude. <laughs> you're doing well. Yeah. And people like scouts are looking at you, but really in reality, like, what does that mean? You're doing well in the AFL or yes, whatever. Let's hope the AAF doesn't fold. Like, that's what I would say you're yeah. Zach Leaf. You just won the Heisman at Oklahoma. You're getting ready to hit to the NFL. Mm-hmm. You're, people are projecting you high. McShay's got you on his big board. Yeah. You know, and your resume is like as simple as I run my own podcast. I know mm-hmm. a lot more words than most people. I'm a good kid. And I'm also an active producer of the Back Pocket Podcast. And, yep. like, they're going to go and look at our podcast and be like, oh, wow, these guys are legit, and yep. stop there. And then they're going to look back and be like, wow, he's a producer of a legit podcast. He runs his own podcast. Very passionate, good kid. I mean, yeah. if you want to go to L.A. and produce for someone else that is, like, starting a podcast that's going to get more downloads than we've had in our entire existence, like, you're there, man. Just want to let you know. Well, you know, thanks for thanks for keeping me grounded, but also hyping me up at the same time. I felt like you you balanced a, a good line there. Of yep. Like, you know, you're not great, but you're you're pretty good. But you're better than most. We started doing the podcast inside the football program as juniors, and then as seniors, and now we're a year removed, and we continue to have these football players and ex teammates and ex brothers, or always brothers, on our podcast because we love sharing these stories and continuing to. Um, ignite that fire that sometimes fades with time. Um, but when we get Joey Puck back in here, who we haven't seen in 12 months, and he is out there crushing sales, the number one sales guy in his department every month, and then trying to instill that in his day-to-day life, like that fires me up. And then I have that ability to share that. And then from the back end of what Declan and I do is not possible without what you guys preached inside the program. Mm. We have a really, really, really ridiculously high standard for each other for producing content and making it special. It's it's totally gratifying. And I'm I'm fired up sharing that with you. Yeah, It's humbling. It's gratifying. You know, you don't understand maybe necessarily all the time, at least for me, that, you know, the impact sometimes that you have. And, you know, I always think it's like, what, you know, what could I do more or better to help even make that more that way you know Mm -hmm. so that everybody can feel something like that but that's that's the brand right like that's st thomas brand that's you know what we do that's our that's our deal it's not the what you guys have experienced is just not i mean i've been in a lot of different programs a lot of different places in the world and it's just not that way everywhere Mm -hmm. it's not for us to take this where we wanted to, we need someone to to buy into what we're doing, yeah, um, and just al- and and align with us and yep. be ready to be like believe in us, continue to do what you're doing, yeah. and take it to the moon because that's all we want to do, yeah. But we can't with uh, with what we make and all that stuff. We we just need people. We need people with money yep. to buy into what we're doing. Well, so, I love I love yeah. I do love the fact that down at the sandbox right is like to this own this area yeah. right. So like you continue to get people that are influential here and just crush it with that and continue to get stories. I love that you're not just like it's not just sports, right? It's not just um, certain industries. It's kind of who's interesting, yes. Yeah. And yes. maybe people that you don't think are interesting, but it's just like an average person is doing, like you said, uh, somebody that quit their job and is doing something else. But you're just you're hitting a wide variety, giving all your followers um, something different. Yes, mm-hmm. that they can listen to. Like, oh, never seen it from a 25 year old perspective on like. What's it like to be a millennial in this time and what they're going through? I mean, I think, you know, my my entrepreneurship and the entrepreneurship that I see and that I've yeah. lived. So I've, you know, I have founded, I don't know, seven, eight companies now. That's and, crazy. and every one of them has been a grind. 
right? None of them have been, and you talk to any founder, anybody that started anything, like what you guys are doing here, right? Yeah. I mean, it isn't a mad, there's not a magical train that takes you to IPO land, right? <laughs> I mean, it is an absolute grind and most companies fail. I mean, most startups fail and that that's the reality of it. The, and so you see, you know, the Facebook movie or you see, um, some, there's, I, I mean, I love the stories of success too, but to me, the real story of entrepreneurship is the crazy ups and downs. I, I think for me, when the story of Famous Dave's gets told is, is that people will see a young Native American kid growing up on the west side of Chicago, thinking he was a dumb kid, um, never believing that he would be where he is today in life. Uh, but the story is that um, it doesn't matter where you come from, doesn't matter what you've been through. Uh, the only thing that matters in this country that we live in is that if you work hard enough and you have dreams and you work to, to make other people happy, that anything is possible. And, and I really believe that, you know, that, uh, uh, you know, I, I, today it's interestingly, uh, I, I, was in the bottom half of the class where I went to school. I wasn't the smartest kid in class. I was dealing with attention deficit disorder. Uh, but yet today I have a master's degree from Harvard University, and, right. and I don't have an undergraduate degree. And you can't be afraid to say that there are people that are better than you. I like to surround myself with people that are better than me. It, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's, it's not a, a put down. It, it, I'm not afraid to say that I have people that I work with that are better than me in a lot of areas. Um, we all bring different talents to the table. And when you embrace everybody else's talents and you'll learn that you're not the best there is, uh, you deliver a better product and you become a better person. Because I, I like like enabling people to achieve something great. Like I want, I want to, to make other people the best versions of themselves and that's where I really feel like I get like my most gratitude is when I see Mm -hmm. like people close to me or someone that like I have affected like do something awesome and that's when I really feel the best or just like the most accomplished and that's kind of why I got into like the chiropractic profession or field like I love the idea of being able to help people and make them better and make them into the best human that they can possibly be but I realized like the biggest thing I realized when I moved out there was, like I said earlier, don't die wondering. Like, life isn't about just doing what's the most fun, you know? Like, life's not about doing what's the most desirable or easy or beneficial at that time. It's about living a fulfilling life and challenging yourself. And I feel like I I learned that a lot when I moved out there. And I learned, <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I kind of, not that I took the easy route because, like, 99% of kids wouldn't move out right after college across country to somewhere they don't know a single person. But in my mind, it kind of was the easy route because it was like, oh, I'm just going to start over and like just wing it and like this live a fun, fun life. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's not about having a fun life. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really not. Like, I, I have fun doing what I love and it's because it's fulfilling, you know? And, and that was the main thing I learned is just I can have fun but do fulfilling things. I don't have to move somewhere that's like a vacation and just mm. forget about fulfilling my life dream. Mm. Um, so for me, you know, and this is why we almost very recently made the move like this month was um, I, I've 
felt recently i kind of sort of plateaued within my area um which is cinematography you know cameras big technical stuff and i wanted i wanted to make a transition to keep learning sort of be the small be that i want to be the the small yeah i don't want to be like I mean, it's a great thing to be like well known, you know, in an area that everyone's like, oh, I wish I was you kind of thing. But I want to be, you know, the small fish and learn and like be mm. mentored, you know, because I was on a set uh, last week with Under Armour and, and I was the nobody and I was so happy because I yeah, was, was sitting there like, whoa, like that's how you did that or like that created that effect or like you had that haze in this direction and did this and like that, that made me really happy. So definitely in the next year hopefully even sooner than that um i want to try it out for sure and just you know get my feet wet with with other people you know just create a pond essentially as well yeah absolutely at the end of the day this is our hobby this is like the fun thing that we do together so i think at the core of it we always try and keep that but wherever it takes us like we are down for whatever we would love if it obviously made it or whatever but at this point we think we made it too like this is exactly what we're doing and this is our intention and we don't expect it to be anything else other than it is obviously you want to be successful in anything you do in any hobby or your job or whatever so i think we just want to like keep this trajectory going and see where it takes us on that hot take self-hatred is the key to success (laughs) yo what hot take (laughs) that is too hot for me well i'm out (laughs) no i wouldn't say uh self-hatred followed by accountability boom okay i'm right? telling you because complacency is the death right when you're when you're it's self-hatred it's just you know a way to get people to click on it right yeah, that's the clickbait but part. yeah exactly you but gotta, really it's like you know you're you're in a position where you're so uncomfortable with your situation right you you hate what you're doing or you hate the situation that you're in and when you're uncomfortable, that's what's going to breed change, right? Just like you tear your muscles to build them up. And, you know, when you're comfortable and you're complacent, that's when you're dying, you're losing. And so when I say, like, self-hatred is the key to success, like, I will get so down on myself about, like, missing workouts that I'll go full psycho mode for, like, a month. And, like, anytime I, like, have a meta view of myself and I'm doing a self-assessment and I'm unhappy with a certain aspect of my life, it makes me go two times, three times harder in that lane and always like breed success all right so i'm gonna get to the real real stuff all right all right (laughs) when he called me and says i'm gonna start this i'm at first i was a little hesitant to just kind of quit my life basically and move to minnesota okay um so i kind of said you know i'm gonna help with with a in some capacity from Chicago, but as a salesperson, um, I had commissions coming up uh, later that year. So I was like, I'm just going to hold on, like do whatever I can to help um, from Chicago and kind of like ride my commission payments out. And then January 11th, that was probably December, 2017, January 11th, 2018, my mom passed away suddenly. And that night, I made the decision. I was like, what am I doing with my life? Like, I'm just going to go pursue this, like, with Jake. So it really put, and sorry to just get, like, real, real quick, but that, honestly, like, that was the switch. And there, uh, there was no, it wasn't even a decision. It was almost like, this is what I had to do. Wow. It wasn't even a decision. Wow. Yep. That's amazing. 
we've become such a selfie society, but it's the people that move service in front of selfie that are actually going to do good things. And that's what you guys have done. You're like, yo, it's not about us, right? It's not about Andrew. It's not about deck. It's not about back pocket. This is about how many people can we serve? Like your response. Are you kidding me? Like, I want this to be a launching pad and a platform for our closest friends to do their thing. Like, because of that, if you maintain that mentality, you guys are going to, the ceiling, there is no ceiling for you guys at all. Mm-hmm. I was like, as soon as we put metrics over humanity, that's when we become self-focused and problems happen. But you guys are doing this. You're fulfilled. You're grateful that you have this opportunity. And then you're like, how do we even more serve others so they can do their thing? Sure. I, mean, I love it. Not the answer Appreciate I was looking it. for, yeah. but whatever. Appreciate yeah. it. Thank <laughs> you. I learned that you can do anything you can put your mind to. Wow. Mm. All right. Jack Burke's TED Talk. Here we go. <laughs> Biggest cliche in the world, but I mean, hey, I'm a guy who at earliest on a weekday wakes up at 6 a.m. Never in a million years would I imagine going and doing a workout, let alone like a super intense hit, high interval training workout with loud music blasting, waking up at 4.45 a.m., getting there at 5.30. Never would have, never in a million years would have saw myself doing that. Um, and then actually doing it, uh, it's all a mindset. It's literally from the time your alarm goes off in the morning through the entire workout, it's a mindset. It's, it's a matter of, yeah, I don't want to be doing this, but I can do it. And it's just making that choice. Uh, you get and, to do it. And I hate cliches, but it's true. You can, you can do anything you put your mind to. Thank you for this question because it was cool going through my day, knowing someone was going to ask me at the end of it what's something new I learned today because it just made me think. I was like, man, I have to learn something new today. Like, Not that you don't learn something new every day, but just putting it front of mind was neat because I was like trying to ask things to learn something. I learned how awesome this type of platform for sharing is because if you were to go – Say we just went out to lunch and like chatted. Like I would I would never just I guess spill my story and just talk all about me or mostly about me. But like having this, you know, platform or escape for some people and just being able to hear the story is so freaking awesome. And that's I mean that's what draws me to this podcast is just hearing average people tell their average to awesome stories. Mm-hmm. And it's so cool. I think it's awesome. Thank you. Like I found out today that we sold out First Avenue and I have thought about this. I mean, I'm serious. Like since I was 12, I mean, of like, what would that be like? Uh, that would be insane. I mean, when we started Yam House, that was a thing in the back of our heads of like, we need to sell out First Avenue. And today I literally was given that on a silver platter. And I'm going to be honest. It doesn't feel as good as I pictured it in my head. Not to say it doesn't feel good. It feels really good. But it's sort of that principle was reminded to me again of like, it's never enough. There's still work to be done. Yeah. And I love what we do. So I'm going to keep working. Uh, But I don't feel this like, I don't feel like I just finished a marathon and I'm just ready to be done with that for a while. Put your feet up. And it it almost feels underwhelming in a weird way because it kind of snuck up. Like what? In a month? It's already sold out. Like we had all these plans to like blood, sweat and tears show up at colleges unannounced and beg people to buy tickets like I was thinking at this podcast I would be saying hey all your listeners please buy tickets we need your help like that was what I've been saying that for like a month it was this was gonna be a publicity stunt yes 
This was literally supposed to, and now we're just hanging out. Yeah. So I'm kind of in this like weird. <laughs> ah, shit, we sold out. <laughs> yeah. Like, so it's sort of that principle, like, man, like, it's not about, it's that classic, like, cheesy when you play football in the weight room. The journey is the reward. We had that. <laughs> it's like. Sure. No, love, you're right, though. Love the grind. And I, I'm feeling that today because it's really, I mean, it's cool, but, like, that didn't, like, solve any of my problems, per se. I mean, it definitely yeah. solved some problems. Uh, but they weren't really problems. Like, uh, it just changes what we need to work on now. To be completely honest, 100% honest, nothing against y'all, but, like, obviously as, like, the older group of St. Thomas guys, especially in the football program, we look at you guys as a spoiled group of kids. Not a bad way. Maybe it's because what we did, I mean, coming to a school that wasn't winning, coming to a school that was ugly, coming to a school where they didn't like us on campus like they do now, we just felt like you guys were kind of spoiled, and then you guys – weren't built with the same material you know what i mean like y'all was cotton like i'm 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 velvet you know what i mean that's what we kind of thought it you guys are both of you guys are freaking awesome and if you guys are a microcosm of what the rest of the guys in your class are i learned that you know caruso's doing a damn good job at that program and he's raising raising some kids that's really about their business and like like i said i love this podcast and i'm glad y'all had me on here so that's what i learned I was reminded of um, why I do what I do because of the questions that you guys asked. So thank you for reminding me of that, for helping me um, have perspective and a reminder to be humble There you go. about how um, we approach our work at Be The Match. Um, and I was also reminded of just how giving your generation is. And I think a lot of times you guys catch a lot of slack or, you know, there's not always super positive things out there. I'm. A, do you consider yourself a millennial? No, we're no. actually Gen Z. Gen Z. Because no, both, right? Yeah, yeah, 95 is like the... You're like the elder Gen The cutoff. Yeah. I'm an older Gen Zer, okay. but nonetheless. Yeah. Well, nonetheless, I don't think you guys always have super positive things floating out there in the world about mm -hmm. your generation, and um, I think you are probably one of the greatest generations to live because of what is happening at Be The Match, so thank you. Um, and again, I think it's one thing I've learned every single day of this dad book adventure, that complete strangers can ultimately end up like hanging out and having a great time, and I think it's... Again, one thing looking back on every single day that I've been on the, this journey, um, I've had a whole renewed faith in humanity of, you know, here on the news, let's be divided. Let's, you know, choose this side, choose this side. But when you go outside and talk to your neighbor, they're genuinely good people. They are curious about your day. They want to help you out. Um, yeah, now we're going to the football game and like we're just hanging out. We're having a good time. And it, it goes to show that like there is still good in humanity no matter what you see online on on the news or on anything so i definitely think it's awesome that uh yeah we're all hanging out and we're having a good time